0: Bridge toll, California customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon. Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? Card How long gift? before a wedding should I send out How many and save games the dates? Are in the first series Use IMAP to playoffs. check Gmail on best other email clients. Identify best fonts, fonts. fonts where from where to memory. find. We were four best years, years in power. Hi, Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of the Voices of Search podcast. And today, we've got a special episode for you, which is going to be guest hosted by our friend Tyson Stockton, who is the co-founder and educational partner at Previsible, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses, scale organic search traffic, and educate their organizations. this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. All right, here's an episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Tyson Stockton from Previsible.
1: Hey, my name is Tyson from Previsible.io. And today we're going to be discussing does enterprise SEO belong in product or marketing? Joining me today is Billy Watts, who is a senior SEO strategist at Homes.com. Homes.com is part of CoStar Group. CoStar is the world's leading provider of information and marketing solutions for the commercial real estate industry. They're working to build a world where people can reach their real estate goals more efficiently and effectively with the best tools and information. Available And today, Billy and I are going to be discussing this topic of whether or not at the enterprise level, SEO belongs on the marketing org or in the product org. And a lot of times this kind of comes in debate and I think it's most prominent here at the enterprise level. So with that, here's my conversation with Billy, Senior SEO Strategist at Homes.com. Billy, how's it going? How you been? Hey, good. We've been
2: busy. Good to talk to you. I think we've got a, a really interesting topic to talk about today. I've been on both sides of this before.
1: Absolutely. And I think a lot of times, kind of in my conversations, it's almost like this general assumption that SEO is always on the marketing side. And to me, it really feels like at the the enterprise level, you get that split. Where in some organization it falls marketing, some organizations falls a product. But I think like it's one of the, the misknown pieces that is always fitting inside like, the marketing side of the organization. Yeah, there's advantages and disadvantages to both. Yeah, let's kind of dig in there and, and talk about it a little bit more. Let's start off just kind of like level set with all the listeners. Let's start with just kind of like the definition of enterprise SEO. So like what, is, what is the difference of enterprise SEO versus mid or smaller business size SEO?
2: Well, I think the answer there is almost... It's pretty obvious. Like in, At the enterprise level, you just have a bigger organization. You have larger teams with more specialized skills. You have development teams dedicated to specific areas. I think in general, you're going to... At the enterprise level, you're going to find more people wearing less hats. And I think that helps people really focus on doing their best work. I mean, the enterprise is... is even a, a team like web analytics may have their own dedicated team on the enterprise side where uh, that may be somebody wearing a couple different hats on the mid-sized company or small small business. The SEO team could be doing SEO and full analytics. There's certainly shared responsibilities there. But when you have these dedicated teams, I think it does help everyone do better work. Uh, the other thing about enterprise is a lot of times they will have a more refined process that. Helps everyone really come together better. And I think you'll find if there's a really good process, you'll find that collaboration works a lot better. And that's just kind of from an organizational standpoint. I think from a tactic standpoint, there's a few things that are different at the enterprise level too. Most enterprises will have larger websites. Again, they're bigger. And so from like SEO tactics, You can scale changes a lot better when you're dealing with larger websites, bigger groups of page types. You can see the impact of your work in a bigger way. You can see those wins. Uh, The other thing enterprise has often is brand recognition. So their authority is often better. Being like a household name always leads to good things for SEO. And usually that will lead to a strong backlink profile that already exists. They've been around for... For years, that's already built up. You're not as worried about trying to go after this little backlink or that little backlink. You kind of already have that authority when you publish on that domain, and it kind of naturally grows. So that's really helpful for SEO to not kind of have to worry about that as much. Your technical and content efforts are, are going to be a little easier when you already have that that backlink profile. And then the kind of the last thing on tactics point is not only do they have larger websites, but often the enterprise will have a network of websites or portfolio portfolio of websites. And you can interlink between these and find relevant places to link between them. The network effect is very powerful for SEO. And out of all this, you get more data, you get better data, and scalable linking right, right there from a portfolio of websites too, which can be really powerful.
1: I love how you broke down that organizational and tactic level. I mean, obviously, in general, the stakes are higher at the enterprise level. And you have some of those challenges from the organizational side by being able to kind of like navigate through the waters, just knowing who or what teams to go through. But then to your point, like you have that specialization focus. So then usually not like a knock, but you have then that like that caliber and that fine-tuned craft of like the individuals and on the tactic side like I couldn't agree more like I spent most of my career on focusing with like websites at the enterprise level and backlinks was like rarely a significant thought and then working with like some startups it was a little bit of like a slap in the face of like all oh, right yeah like of course that <laughs> that matters for a smaller website yeah. but it's just something you kind of forget about it's like my default is just to go towards like internal linking and optimizing internal linking versus like even something that's like a checkpoint of like, okay, like do we have enough because one of the nice benefits of the enterprise levels, it's
2: you yeah, assume yeah. that you do. If you're used to that authority, you can take it for granted for sure.
1: hundred percent. So zeroing in a little bit more on, on like our topic of today. So Obviously stakes are a bit different at the enterprise level. And then you have this split of like where SEO falls, but like what's what's the intersection point between marketing and product? Yeah, that's a great question. I think there's definitely
2: intersection. There's definitely places where they're different. I'd say like the fundamental difference between marketing for me is this idea of kind of push versus pull. And I think a lot of the standard, a lot of the tactics that marketing work, marketing uses. Seek to push people to the product, um, marketing emails, ad campaigns. You're trying to kind of grab attention and push someone towards your product, towards your experience. Whereas I think SEO tends to be more of a pull experience, where we are we're trying to identify what our audience is
1: looking for and provide that. It's a great point on the push-pull. Like I think that's been one of the elements that have attracted me to SEO versus traditional marketing. like I did my undergrad in marketing and it was always something that would, didn't sit as well with this like convincing people that they needed something aspect, so I like that about SEO but kind of with that, and i I completely agree with like that difference, but then where's more of kind of like the overlap between the two? yeah, I mean. The work that marketing is doing is valuable. Don't get me wrong, there at all.
2: And the more that we can create positive experiences like enticement, delight, solving problems, reducing friction versus like negative experiences like a bait and switch, kind of gated content stuff, maybe irrelevant interruptions, I think the better quality of experience we create. Uh, The most valuable place for marketing and SEO to work together is optimizing what they're promoting. So when marketing is promoting pages, what URL, they what page is that? Can we make that page valuable for SEO too? One of the biggest wins that you can get is a lead gen revenue generating landing page that works for, let's say, like an SEM campaign that you're putting paid spend against, but also ranks well in search engines. That's just pure gold. So when SEO can work with marketing to make sure that like, the time and effort that they're putting into promoting web pages um, also works for SEO, that these pages uh, can rank in search, are indexable, do link out to other pages on the site that are important so we can we can build links to these marketing pages and pass value to our site. That's really where you get the value of SEO and marketing working together there's also a couple other places that, that SEO can really help out with a lot of SEOs work well with conversion rate optimization, which really ties in well with marketing. I think you can learn a lot of stuff from each other for CRO. and then just even on like the QA side, uh, SEO does a lot of QA and can help spot like problems. say before you launch a big campaign, we you can check to make sure all your pages are working and everything's in line, you know that it's not going to be a bad experience. so I think that's really the biggest impact that you can have when SEO and marketing are really working closely together.
1: Yeah, it's like the point of focusing on the quality user experience and like something that adds value to the user at the end of the day is going to be that much easier to market. And it's like if you're trying to push and sell something that's like ultimately like not a great experience, then it's like it's a little bit tougher to be a successful marketer in that case. And so like having that focus from like the SEO side of like, well, what is what value are we offering from this page? And then the optimization from that, I think makes a lot of sense. But being that still, regardless across the board in these enterprise orgs, you still have that flip of a coin. Does it land in marketing? Does it land in product? So within... Like, let's start on the marketing side. What advantages? Like, let's start with the advantages. What advantages exist to SEO sitting in marketing? So, an SEO team being
2: organized under marketing org. Advantages there. I think this works well for companies who really depend on uh, content strategy, especially like SEO organic growth type content, because. The content marketing org is, is is always going to be under marketing, so you're a little closer there. You're closer partners. So if you can create a really tight knit partnership with SEO and content marketing, I think that works well. That can be helpful in a marketing org, and it lends itself a little bit more to that, perhaps. And the other spot that works really well as a partner in the marketing org is is your like paid search team, SEM.
1: Yeah, I, I mean. I started in kind of the SEM, SEO space. So (laughs) advantages in that regard doesn't hurt too that marketing orgs typically have a pretty substantial discretionary spend budget. So as far as getting tools and things like that, I can see advantages in that point. What about the disadvantages? Like at the enterprise level, what could be a disadvantage if SEO sits under the marketing org? Yeah,
2: I think one of the biggest disadvantages is going to be that your crucial resources that SEO needs are probably going to get be harder to get prioritized over the marketing needs because the marketing team is going to say, we we need these things to accomplish our marketing goals. And then oftentimes SEO will kind of be like, oh well, what about SEO that, oh well, we ran out of resources or ran out of time. And it can often get left out or not as much resources as needed, especially on the development side. So Marketing will have developers building certain things and then we won't realize that it takes it takes a little bit more time and effort to build in SEO best practices into some of this stuff too. I think there are times when marketing teams will push back on SEO recommendations. They want to hold on to some of these experiences that they're used to that don't help SEO or even worse that hurt SEO. And some of the things like I was talking about earlier, like, gated content, which is sometimes is a necessary, say evil, necessary evil. (laughs) (laughs) This is an SEO crowd, you can say it. (laughs) Yeah, there's a need for that. And it's useful. But I think you can find the limitations of that. And you can find ways to optimize for search. There's opportunities there. And so I think a lot of that requires evangelism on the SEO side, which is, I think, a, a very difficult a difficult thing to do, and that's probably a whole the podcast for you. I don't know if I'm your evangelist. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think the other disadvantage is that marketing really likes to work fast, and it's not a bad thing. But a lot of times, developers could be shared on product and marketing too. And so I've seen marketing teams say, "Oh, we're not going to get development work prioritized, so we're going to hire our own developers, and they're going to be kind of siloed and separate teams." Or they're going to go buy tools, software that helps them build experiences without developers. And what happens there is that marketing spaces get built off on their own, in this little bubble, kind of siloed, not well integrated into the rest of the website and the product. And uh, oftentimes it's not good for SEO. A lot of it just results in kind of split efforts when things could work together to really multiply your outputs.
1: Yeah, it's like you're building, you have like a house and then you just kind of keep sticking on those addition like add-on, add-on, add-on that then it's like, is that even the same? That's not even the same house. Like it just looks like...
2: Yeah, you, you did.
1: smashed together. Yeah, you don't have
2: doors to your rooms. You just got to walk outside your house and walk walk across the lawn and go into the other house. Yeah, it gets separated and you, it doesn't all connect very well.
1: I've seen it happen. Which in, at the end of the day, it's like... I mean, I guess like also to your point is like, sure, there's a short term or a short short term gain there, but then ultimately like the user experience of being able to flow from one room to other to have like this whole experience once they come into the house gets like a bit diluted and kind of like chipped away at. But shifting gears, like let's do the exact same product side. What's the greatest advantages of SEO fitting within the product org? Yeah, so SEO
2: being in the product org, some of the advantages there. I think that the product team tends to care a little bit more about user experience, and that really aligns to what SEO needs. The kind of the goals of SEO is to provide that best experience to our users, so that people keep coming back. So that so that our experience is the best that it ranks the best. And so I, I think that's just that alone right there. There's this there's almost this more intuitive understanding of the value of SEO on a product team. The more product team tends to be a little more on the technical side, which SEO tends to be a little more technical than than marketing in some cases. Product development teams tend to have a little better understanding of how search engines work, how websites work, or they're building them so they understand how they they work. I'm not saying marketing doesn't, but I, I think that a development team we'll have a better understanding, I think. And by understanding those concepts better, it creates a, a better space to talk about SEO and to introduce it and to, for everyone to kind of see the value there. And then on the resources side, because you're working so closely with development in the product org, there are gonna, you're going to have better resources allocated for SEO because you're, you're playing for the same team there. And product leadership uh, in general is more aware of SEO and better prepared to measure the impact of SEO. I've seen some teams struggle on the marketing side with measuring SEO.
1: I think that's a, a great point, and maybe like a key reminder to to the like listeners is this is it's so much more heightened at the enterprise level, and when it comes down to your initiatives, you're not like at homes you're not going to be working on like a bunch of one-page optimizations. It's how do you improve an entire page type that then can be scaled across multiple, multiple, however many pages is in that directory. Millions, millions of pages, yeah. Exactly. And so I think like a lot of it comes down to scale and where I see... Like, I almost feel like when you're working on a smaller scale, it almost feels like there's a closer alignment to marketing because it's this concept of like focusing on landing pages and like one-offs and things like that. Um, to your previous point on like content, if it is human generated, like individually written, but at this enterprise level, it's like, we want to look at page types. We want to hit millions of pages at a time. Like that's where you're really going to have success and move the needle, not picking five pages and just optimizing for a handful of keywords. Yeah, exactly. Get the nail on the head there.
0: Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. Let's
1: let's do the dark side too, because of course, I mean, I think it's probably obvious to the listeners, like we have a little bit of a bias here, but let's try to be... Uh, Balance here. What are the disadvantages on being on the product side of the org?
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's some of what I spoke about earlier, as far as the advantages of being aligned in the marketing org, could probably kind of fit into the disadvantages here. So you may have less connection with the content marketing team and the editorial team. It may be harder to influence content creation from an SEO standpoint. So, and again, it's not impossible. These are discussions you want to have and partnerships you want to try to make any company. But I think just the organization of it, it could make it more difficult to influence content strategy for SEO. Sometimes you product teams might embrace different KPIs than SEO, or they might focus on like one KPI or major to the detriment uh, kind of, of others. For example, if, if like a, a product team decided that their, their primary focus was conversion rate on their website, and that's all they were really focused on doing, impacting, that could be detrimental to organic traffic growth. if you're not considering all the factors there. And the last thing that, that might happen here, some marketing teams tend to have larger budgets, software and tools. I don't know if that's the case everywhere. I've seen it both sides. We actually have some some pretty great tools and software here on on my product team for SEO. Uh, it's a big big focus for the company, so I feel pretty good there. But there could be product teams where they're a little leaner. They don't have a large budget, and you may not be able to get like all of the best SEO tools that, that you might hope to bring on. Fair. So
1: on that last point you're leading the SEO efforts at Homes where where do you guys sit on the organizational structure
2: the the SEO team here is is on the product team so we're we're integrated here we're very closely with the design team and the development team and our data analytics team and that's it's been a fantastic experience so far i think that when you're talking about this level, enterprise level, and for especially like a website like this, that it's it's so large. It's a we're an aggregator site, you know, we're aggregating all of home listings, real estate listings. And so it really is about that's our product and optimizing those listings for SEO, you really need to be close to the product team. It's, it's not at that point, it's really not a fit for marketing. If I was on the marketing team, I wouldn't be able to have as many conversations with design and development about how to do this right. I don't think it would work as well. CoStar's had experience building a lot of large sites. The value of SEO here has been recognized across the board. Developers, designers, DevOps, sales, even finance. I mean, every team I've worked with has been open to SEO recommendations. We've been. It's been collaborative. If there's any pushback, it's on timing, resources. What can we do
1: to hit the deadlines that we're trying to do? We'll
2: plan for a future after that.
1: That in itself is is a luxury. <laughs> I think regardless of what side, just having the organizational support is one of the greatest I don't know, blessings that you can get in SEO because I've personally seen like some amazing SEO work audits that just don't have the organizational support or buy-in and then you're kind of caught in this like salesman type cheerleader position where you're trying to like fight for all the resources. So hearing that you have, sure, part of it's like being on the product side, but hearing that you have the organizational buy-in, I think can't be understated enough in that regard. And to your point on like the size of the website magnitudes, even at the enterprise level, I think it's more advantageous, especially for aggregator type sites, e-commerce type sites, those websites just by nature that are going to have millions and millions of pages, that it's so much more, there's so much more value in those cases. Like you could be an enterprise site, but if you only have 100 something pages, uh, it's not, I mean, you can have the debate if that's enterprise SEO versus enterprise business. But like, I think that's when you're reaching that magnitude, it just makes sense that you have to be at the ground floor of those product decisions and development pieces. Because otherwise, you're chasing after something that's already built versus like advising and being part of the process as it's being built.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I don't think I could do what I'm doing here if I was on the marketing team. It would be tough.
1: Any other, I guess, pieces on just your experience of being on the product side of the org uh, at homes there?
2: I would just add that... uh, Speaking about the process, I mentioned earlier that one of the great things about being an enterprise is that oftentimes the process can be better. It's not always the case, but I've I've been really encouraged uh, to be working kind of in a true agile process. There's, there's, you can joke about the agile process all day long. There's a lot of companies that say they're agile. That oh, is it really? Doesn't feel that way. This is one of the first times I've been somewhere where I they've got. The sprints are down to a T. Everybody knows. Stories are written. If we can't do something, it goes into the backlog. It's not a black hole. We reprioritize it for the next sprint. It's a continual refinement. And we have multiple roadmaps. We know that we have this launch target and then we have a future launch target. And everything is very good planning. Um, And everybody's kind of on the same page too. And that makes a big difference. And it really does help with collaboration everyone
1: can kind of come together and feel a sense of accomplishment as, as we move forward with, with the website. That's again, I'm going to say it again, that's a luxury. (laughs) Like uh, you don't all the time see regardless of what side of the org coming down to like the planning aspect. So always easier to operate and also just sanity, peace of mind (laughs) to have that kind of structure. Now I'm going to be biased on this too. Like, I kind of view enterprise SEO as like the majors, so to speak, that it's like a lot of SEOs as they get into it. You might start somewhere kind of maybe you're starting in an entry role or maybe you're starting with like a smaller website. But as you like fine tune your craft and kind of progress along, you're looking for bigger and bigger challenges, a similar way that it's like you when know, you start flying a plane, you're going to fly a Cessna, then you want to fly something bigger, a jet and kind of keep progressing. So I view... Enterprise SEO is kind of like that Premier League, like within the SEO space. What recommendations or advice would you give for someone that wants to either start their career and progressing and in, into like an entry level role at the enterprise level or someone that's like looking for the next challenge within SEO and wants to progress their career? Yeah, that's a great,
2: great question. I got started at a, at a- They're a pretty big enterprise company and had kind of the opportunity to be working on big sites kind of early on in my career. They weren't not as big as homes.com right now, but I've had that opportunity. But again, being an enterprise, there were certain smaller sites that we could could we work on too and kind of learn the trade and level up slowly. But I would say that if if you're really interested in getting to the enterprise level and working on larger sites is to start doing that. I mean, if if you're an SEO at a company with with a really small site. Let's come up with ways to scale that a little bit. You know, it doesn't have to be tens of thousands of pages. Let's try to get it to thousands of pages. Let's, let's find strategies to grow your pages, uh, grow your website. I mean, that alone can be a really impactful SEO strategy if you're keeping it useful and relevant. And maybe that's not in the cards for the small company you work at, but, it, but it's, worth, it's worth exploring. Um, I think if you're in an agency... Has to be put on some larger website projects. Um, ask for that opportunity. If nothing else, you could just fire up your web crawler and you could pick some large enterprise websites and practice identifying issues on your own. Maybe you've got some connections in your network that, that work on bigger sites. Ask them for tips. Ask them what they're looking at. You know, you can working with uh, your network is a great way to get into this as well. Some of the things that I would recommend learning or practicing that are going to be important for a large, big site SEO is, is learn how to segment a website into page types and then how these interact with each other. Because when a site gets so, so big, you cannot be... Like we talked about earlier, you cannot just look at it one page by one page. You kind of have to look at these buckets of page types. How do these page types connect to each other? How is the internal linking spread out? Is one page type not prioritized as much? Issues with the way it's integrated in the site. So once you can segment out your pages and understand how those are performing, those groups are performing individually, you really start to learn a lot about how to do SEO at a a larger scale. The other thing that I think is really important is get experience with site migrations. I did a lot of site migrations early on in my career. And they taught me so much about SEO, moving an entire website from one CMS to another, one platform to another. You're talking about a lot of redirection. You could be talking about a redesign. Uh, What happens? Are you losing links? Are you gaining links? What's happening to each part of your site? Are you moving pages from one domain to another? You learn a lot about how Google values and ranks pages when you start moving stuff around. Honestly, it's not really recommended to do a lot of this, but it can hurt your SEO. But it's necessary at times, a lot of times. I mean, I'm going to be doing this for homes here. Really soon, and you learn a lot about SEO to do site migrations well. That could probably be a whole other podcast. We could do one on that if you want. And the last thing that I'll say, this is recommendation, is probably the most important skill is is working with other teams. And this goes for small or large companies. Get to know your partners in development, DevOps, analytics, content, social, PR, customer service, customer success, finance. anybody, everybody can be your partner look for look for ways to set up one-on-ones with the uh, the team leads from these departments recurring one-on-ones get a 15 30 minute conversation going get to know them what are they working on what are their challenges how can you help them how can SEO be a solution and ask your manager to be an advocate for SEO pull you into conversations meetings where SEO can help all these things can kind of help build those dotted lines to to other teams and that's that's where you're gonna find the most success.
1: I like that and it's really breaking down like even if you're not operating in the enterprise level, it's like all your recommendations are kind of grooming the tactics that an individual would need to be successful. And so it's like the last one on more of like the soft skills working with those other teams and stakeholders. Obviously the bigger the company, the more activity like we started the podcast talking about like silos and the multiple hats versus like specific kind of roles within the organization but then also like i think your point on segmenting a website and that could be a fun challenge in the sense of like try to move away from thinking about like keywords and thinking more about pages and page types and even if you're making recommendations to an seo page think about well could that recommendation be applied to a page slump that, that then scalable. Maybe you only have 10, 100 pages. But if you're thinking in that way, I think those that like type of self-learning and progression is then the skills that that you or I would be looking for in making a hire at the enterprise level. And I think it's one thing to have that, but then getting that opportunity. Well, if you're able to articulate that, explain that on the interviews and talk about SEO in that enterprise way, it's going to better your chances to have that first opportunity to prepare yourself for the opportunity. And I'd add to on this, it's like SEO is such like has a very community feel. It's like reach out to other people that you see on LinkedIn for SEOs. Like SEOs typically like to connect with other SEOs. Like we're a little bit of a niche odd breed. So like reaching out and just... Meeting other people within the industry can then open up those doors. Kind of wrapping up the episode here, though, you and I have been discussing kind of the expansion of your SEO team at Homes. Why don't you just kind of give us a little bit of a kind of a, I guess not recap, but like a little bit of a description of like what are the roles that you're looking for and who are you looking to bring on to your team?
2: Yeah, we're looking to bring on two SEO roles right now, an SEO analyst and SEO strategist. For the analyst role, they're gonna be responsible for research and analysis using our our in-house data or third-party data. Competitive analysis will be a big part of that. But this role is also going to get experience writing user stories for development teams and helping to guide those efforts. And there's gonna be a lot of opportunity for this role to branch into other areas, whether it's content SEO or more technical SEO. I think that this is kind of an, an open path here on on how how you're going to grow. And it's just it's a really it's a perfect role to kind of grow your young SEO career. And then on, on the other role, SEO strategists, we're looking for someone who's got a little bit more experience, is a technical SEO expert, someone who can proactively identify issues, come up with solutions. They're going to help propose and build new features for the site that are going to help improve search performance. Analytics is going to be a big part of it. But like I mentioned before, you're not going to be alone there. We have a talented analytics team that can help with running tests, that can help with analyzing big data. This team is going to get experience in large website crawl and server log analysis. There's a lot of data here that we have that's that's organized well. You're going to be able to work closely with development teams, building new SEO solutions. If you know SEO and you want to be part of a really collaborative team, you can make an impact here at Homes.
1: I would say to anyone listening to the episode, really exciting opportunities, whether you're interested in kind of that gateway role into the enterprise world of SEO, or if you're someone that's been in the industry that's looking for that next challenge, great opportunities. And I think to like, hearing some of that pieces about the organizational buy-in, also just working with good individuals like yourself and stuff like that can make such a difference in taking on any new SEO opportunity. So yeah, really exciting to hear about those and certainly any listener that's interested in these roles. Don't hesitate to reach out. But that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thank you to Billy Watts, Senior SEO Strategist from homes.com for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about Billy, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in the show notes. You can also contact him on Twitter where his handle is Billy underscore Watts or visit his company's website, homes.com, to learn more about these open roles to join Billy. Billy and the SEO team at Homes. Be sure to check out even our, the previsible LinkedIn page where we do have them posted or feel free to reach out to myself uh, direct about this. Um, We're happy to help. Always looking to help SEOs find that
0: next uh, career opportunity. So thanks for joining us and see you in the next episode. Okay. Thanks to Tyson Stockton, our guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Tyson, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or if your team is interested in SEO consulting or organizational education, you can always head to their company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot